It's the Urban Parlay with your host, Sandra DuBose. Vibe with the tribe that'll take your stress away. Right here on the Urban Parlay. Hey there, and welcome to the Urban Parlay podcast with your host, Sandra DeBose. I am so excited. Can I just tell you how excited I am? This is my very first episode. Woohoo! I made it happen. I said I wanted to do a podcast and come hell, COVID, or high waters, <laughs> I made it happen. So here we are. A dream come true. Thank you for being a part of that. And thank you for just stopping by to see what this podcast is all about. So this episode, I want to dedicate to you and to introduce myself to you. I want you to get a feel for who I am and know a little bit about my story. So let's start with that. You want to hear a story? All right, good. Listen, pull up a chair, sit down. I'm going to tell you a little story. You ready? All right, picture it. It's April 3rd, 1999. It's actually my 25th birthday, all right? So I had a little party there in New York City. One of my little favorite Italian restaurants is called Tony Dean the Police. You should check them out. You know, they're on 63rd and 3rd. But anyway, I digress. So it's me, my, my, my daughter. She's one years old at the time. I've got my friends, my family, my husband at the time. And we went there to have a little party. All right. I'll get rid of that guy. And Sandra's back. Sandra's back. So anyway, as you will learn about me, there's a lot of people that live in here and they'll just show up at any given time. So everyone's welcome. But anyway, back to the story. So we're at this Italian restaurant. It's my 25th birthday. My my girls are there, my family. And, um, and I just got my hair did. I was looking all cute and whatnot. And so, uh, one of my good friends said to me, Hey girl, your hair looks nice. Did you, did you go get your hair done this week? I said, yeah, girl, she hooked me up. And then she pointed out like, Oh, you know what? You got a little bald spot right behind your ear though. So she must've, you know, nicked you with the clippers. And I was like a bald spot. What the hell? So anyway, let me skip to the end of the story. That little ball spot, I didn't think anything of it that night. But of course, every single day I would look in the mirror, checking out that ball spot, and it would get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I ended up going to the doctor like, what the heck is going on with my scalp? And they told me that I have an autoimmune condition called alopecia areata. Oh, my God, I had never even heard of such a thing. I mean, I knew about autoimmune disease because my father, God rest his soul, he uh, passed away years and years ago, 20 some odd years ago now, and he had lupus. So I knew about autoimmune disease, but I'd never heard of alopecia, that there is an autoimmune disease that literally comes to snatch your hair right out your head, your edges in everything. And you don't feel any kind of irritation. It's literally like, you know, the freaking tooth fairy that comes in the middle of the night and leaves you money, except this daggone hair fairy just comes and snatch your hair right out your head when you wake up in the morning, it's gone. It feels like that. So anyway, I'm making light of it, but it is nothing to laugh about at all. Long story short, 
Within three years, I developed the rarest form of the disease, which is called alopecia universalis. And that's when you see people that have no hair anywhere, like the eyebrows, the eyelashes, your body hair, everything is gone. So it was a very devastating and a very, very difficult transition to become this hairless human when you look in the mirror and you don't even know the person staring back at you and you used to feel beautiful and your inner light was glowing and now you're looking at yourself and you feel ugly and you feel like there's nothing that anyone can do because this disease, it doesn't have a cure. There's no medication that could make it go away. Everybody's circumstance will be different. Some people will have the luck of their hair growing back. The disease goes into remission. It may be just a one-time episode. Everybody's different. And so nobody can tell you anything. So you have to just be patient and wait to see how the story plays out for you. You can't even compare yourself to anyone else because everybody's going to have their own unique experience. And this was mine. This experience of losing my hair really forced me to go into a deeper dive as far as my self-esteem, as far as how I identify beauty, right? When you start to think about what are the messages that we've been told in regards to the standard of beauty as women? And the question became, is that my definition or is that something that someone else told me? And if it be someone else's experience or belief system, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be mine. I have the power to control the narrative in my life. I decide the value that things have in my life. So if I make hair my God, an idol in my life, then it will be. But if I decide that hair is an accessory, that hair is not the definition of my beauty, that it adds value, but it is not my value, okay? It adds value, but it is not my value. My true value is the essence of who I am as a person. And when I can put those things into perspective, when I can reassign the value that I've given things, then I can approach this experience from a different place that gives me peace and now puts me in the seat of power as opposed to making me feel like, a victim of a disease that changed my life for the worse for the rest of my life. I control the narrative. I'm writing this story of my life and I decide how this character, Sandra DeBose, is going to show up in her life story. And once I got tired of crying and once I got tired of feeling depressed and having low self-esteem and I realized that there are some things in life that you cannot change, that I had to accept that this was how I look now going forward that I was going to still love and embrace the woman that was staring back at me in that mirror because she was still deserving of my love and respect. And she was still beautiful in the essence of who she is and the real things that make her who she is had never been lost. And so I still needed to show up for myself, even if nobody else did. But gratefully, I did have an amazing supporting cast in my life that helped me through that dark period until I could find my path to the light. And when I did, after eight years of wearing a wig, I decided I don't want to wear this wig anymore. It's hot. It's itchy. And not for nothing. Everybody keeps telling me how cute I am 
even without my wig on, my inner circle. So I'm going to take them up on that. I'm going to ditch this wig. I'm going to put some earrings on. I'm going to do my makeup and I'm going to make it work. And I'm going to live free. I am going to do me. And I'm not going to let this situation change who I am for the negative. I'm going to use this pain as a source of power to fuel me to my purpose and to my destiny. And it really changed the trajectory of my life. And that's really what I want to be able to help other people accomplish in their lives. Where are the lemons in your life? And how can we sit in a seat of power to shift our perspective so that we can begin to make some sweet lemonade? And not only can we drink it, but we can serve it up, darling. Serve it up. And that's what the podcast is all about. It's about serving up some sweet lemonade. Y'all thirsty. Hunty, I got you. I got you. So because of that, I had then the desire to share that message with the world, to share this newfound confidence that took me so long to develop. And I really wanted to be able to advocate for awareness of alopecia. So as a creative, I went out, I wrote a song about it. I did a film about it. I started talking to people about it. I used everything in my wheelhouse to bring to this initiative of helping other people. And sometimes when you're going through something that's painful, the best medicine is really taking the focus off of yourself and shifting that energy to how can I help somebody else? I'm telling you, you ever want to get out of a rut, stop focusing on you and do the things that you can do to help other people because in giving, you're actually receiving the greatest gift. Trust me, just try it. And I'm telling you, you'll see the difference. There's power in it. There's great power in it. So anyway, on my journey of wanting to go out and advocate, I lended itself to me going to the National Alopecia Areata Foundation Conference. And this was out in Texas. And this was the first time, honestly, I had been around other people who have alopecia, which was kind of a big deal in and of itself to be in the room with Hundreds of people that were bald like me. I mean, a diverse population, all ages, children. I mean, it was like, it was like a bald convention. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. But it was also really exciting and empowering because for the first time in a long time, I didn't feel so alone. I didn't feel like a freak, right? I didn't feel like everybody was staring at me because we all look the same. And I got to see all of these different expressions of bald beauty. I remember the first time I saw a group of black women, we were at the conference and we gravitated towards each other. And I could well up just thinking about how we felt in that moment when we all saw each other, these beautiful black women, and we just kind of walked into the same area and we were looking at each other and we just were staring at each other like, oh my God, you're beautiful. Look at you. No, no, look at you. No, look at you. You are beautiful. And we just hugged and we literally began to cry because it was like seeing each other was like seeing ourselves for the very first time. And that feeling was something I wanted to be able to duplicate and have other people share that same experience as well. We were a mirror for each other and we could see the beauty that we possess just by looking at the expressions of one another. It was a very, very powerful moment and life-changing for all of us, an immediate connection of friendship. And so when I went to that conference, 
I was the keynote speaker and I had reached out to them and I told them about this film. I told them the things I had been doing to help other people. And they invited me to be the keynote speaker. I had never spoken to a crowd like that before. This was my first time. And so I went there and I have to tell you, when I was on that stage and, you know, everybody's like with me, right? There's hundreds of people. And I start talking about our experience and everybody's amening and laughing and clapping because I'm telling them, yo, they know this is our story, right? And they can relate to everything I'm saying, how powerful it was, the tears, the applause, the connection, the power of words, the power of the voice of being able to speak and have people connect with you that you've never even met before. And I knew in that moment, oh my God, I want to be a motivational speaker. This was incredible. It was incredible and I wanted more and I knew that it was making a difference because of the way people responded and what they shared with me afterwards. All the testimonials. It was crazy to me that something so simple that me just standing there being myself, just literally just doing what I do naturally and that having that kind of impact. It was the very moment where I realized the difference of when you just having a job or something that you're just good at. And when you walk into your purpose and I said, OMG, look at God, right? Who would have known? So this very thing that started off of this really sad story and, oh, this girl lost her hair. Oh my God, she's bald. She's crying. She's angry. She's depressed. And all of those things led me to my purpose, my passion, a whole new expression of me. It was just that synchronicity. It's when you know that there's a higher power at work. And when you have the courage to say yes to the universe, right? To say yes to your creator, to say yes to the leading of the Holy Spirit, that internal guidance, whatever you choose to call it, that is leading you to do a new thing, even if you don't even understand why, right? When I felt like, oh my God, I want to take off my wig and I want to go outside bald. Let me just let you know, not everybody was on board or understood what I was trying to do. (laughs) Okay. It's like, why is that necessary? I don't know why it's necessary, but this is what I feel like I want to do for me. And that's what I did. And as a result of it, one thing led to another thing led to another thing with me being willing to have the courage to come out of my comfort zone and to say yes to this something inside of me that's pulling me in different directions. And every time that feeling comes on and I've learned over the years to say yes to it, it's uncomfortable. I have no idea what's behind door number one. However, I'm going through it. I am going through it. And I want to encourage you today Go through door number one. When you feel that something, that tingling sensation, even if you cannot rationalize it in your own mind, more or less to other people, there's something at work there. And in my life and in other people's life, I've seen how that synchronicity works. I have to tell you, I just finished reading Cicely Tyson's book. It's called Just As I Am. And let me just go on ahead and highly recommend that. This is not Oprah's book club. However, it's Sandra's book club and you'll learn about me. I'm an avid reader. I love 
to read, especially Audible, right? As I'm driving and listening to audiobooks, but check it out. Cicely Tyson, the phenomenal, iconic actress who just passed away. May she rest in peace, my God, just this year, right? And she was 96 years old. And before she passed, she finally wrote the book of her life story. And what an amazing, powerful story. But here's the one thing, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I really would love for you to read it. She talked about the synchronicity, right? In her own life. So here it is, we're looking at this iconic figure. And in our mind, you would think, well, she must have been studying acting all her life. She must have known right away that she wanted to be this amazing actress. Uh, Not so much. She had no idea. That was nowhere on her radar. And honestly, when the opportunity presented itself to her for the first time, her answer was no. She was walking down the street. She met someone, told her she was beautiful. They said, you should be a model. So she said yes to that. So she was all into the modeling thing. And then the modeling agency said, hey, we've got this acting gig. And she's like, I don't do acting. They literally had to like keep forcing her to go to this audition because she did not see the vision for herself. Like, I am not an actor. So stop telling me to go there. You know why? Because she was afraid, because she didn't want to be embarrassed, because she didn't have the confidence. Can you imagine if she never found that courage to just finally just show up, just say yes. Once she did that and she realized, wait a minute, I can do this. Then she was incented to go to school to learn more about her craft, to polish it. And that's when she came into her purpose. But that's my whole point, right? Is that I want to ask you, have you found your purpose? And what are the clues that are showing up in your life? Is there some synchronicity that you might be missing? Is it possible that it's going right over your head? Have you considered that maybe you said no to an opportunity that you should have said yes to? And maybe you said no because it just seems so foreign, like what? Right? Maybe it was in that. And so I want to encourage you today, when you look at people that are successful and they're doing some amazing things, don't think that the story is always so simple, like it was a straight path. No, it wasn't. Nine times out of 10, it's not. And so for me, I just happened to get this autoimmune condition. And because of that, I had the unction to do other things. And when I followed that path to say, I want to serve I want to help. Doors began to open. Then I found myself smack dab in the middle of a conference as a motivational speaker saying yes to the opportunity to speak to multitudes of people about something that I'm simply passionate about. So what are you on fire about? What's really important to you? What is the thing that makes you cry? that you feel it so deeply, it makes you cry and it makes you want to do something about it. And I'm putting that question out to you. What makes you cry? What breaks your heart? And how can you use the gifts that you have to be able to be the answer, the cure to help that situation? I want you to think about that. Let's move on with the story. As I continued on my journey, of becoming a motivational speaker and advocating for alopecia areata awareness. I found myself in a lot of different arenas. 
And I really found out that my audience was not just people with alopecia, but the story of self-esteem is a universal message. Like who doesn't need greater confidence? Like who doesn't suffer with feelings of not being enough or feeling ugly, whether it's your weight, whether it's, we could just go up and down all day long of why people don't feel like they're enough or not beautiful and the standards of beauty that none of us measure up to, those filtered images that we are bombarded with every day. So I realized that there were so many people that were drawn to this story because of the message that resonated and that was applicable to everybody, no matter what your situation is. I have to pause and give a big shout out to Anthony Van because I met him at an event. I was advocating for alopecia awareness. I was singing a song that I wrote called I'm Beautiful and he was in the audience. And so afterwards he came over to me and introduced himself and he said, you know what? You would be a wonderful candidate for my pageant organization, Neuer Productions. And he is the founder and owner of a statewide beauty pageant for women of color. I was like, boy, bye. I'm not interested in being in no pageant. Where they do that at? No, thank you. I'm not going up there and embarrassing myself, sir. Uh, Not today. But I'm grateful to him because he said one thing to me, but you already are a queen. Who says stuff like that? And he wasn't trying to come on to me. He was just trying to speak life to me because he saw things in me that I did not yet see in myself. Sometimes people can see you bigger than you see yourself and you have to grow into that, right? And so he was showing me, I can see you. You already have a platform. You're already out in the community being a leader, you're a beautiful woman, you're rocking your confidence and this bald look, that is inspiring. And that's the kind of energy, that's the kind of queen that we want to represent our organization. You should consider competing and plus you can sing your face off. So bring all of that yummy goodness to this pageant. And I really had to kind of go to a few of the pageants to see how it worked and build up enough confidence to feel like, This was something that I could really walk out and do myself. And it took me a little time, but I finally said yes, yes to the universe. Yes to this opportunity that was so uncomfortable. I really wanted to do it because I really wanted to be this role model for my daughters. I wanted them to see me do it in a way that was empowering so that they too would understand that beauty comes in so many different expressions And no matter what happens to them in their lives, they too can overcome their challenges by stepping into their power and shifting their perspective whenever it was needed so that they could overcome and be victorious in their lives. So it was really all about those two little babies that I needed to walk across that stage. I needed to represent this thing in a way that other people who may not have the courage that I have could see me do it. And they would feel like, as the underdogs, we're going to do this thing. I knew it would be impactful. What I did not know is that I would win. Are you kidding me? Hunty, let me tell you something. I did not see that coming. Of course, I was very hopeful that I would win the pageant. But I did not anticipate that they would call my name and I would win. And let me tell you something. I was crowned. 2011 Mrs. Black North Carolina. More than that, let me tell you what happened. 
After that, the news called me the next day. They said, Sandra, you have made history. You're the first ball beauty queen in our state. Nobody has ever done anything like this before. We want you to come on the news. We need to tell the world what you've done. Everybody needs to know about this situation and that you as a queen, you don't have no hair, but baby, you're beautiful. And there's other women that need to see that. And we want to tell them, come on down to the, the news media station. We want to highlight you and tell everyone your story. And I said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. God, is this what you were doing? Is this why, like, again, the synchronicity, right? I just happened to be at this place, happened to meet Anthony. He happened to ask me and I just happened to say yes. And as a result of that, I made history and now I've created a legacy for my family. And I'm so excited because this year, March 27th exactly, is my 10-year anniversary. Somebody uh, make some noise wherever you're at, in your car, in your house. Woohoo! Make some noise. I can't believe it. 10 years ago. I mean, I love telling this story because it's how it started. And I'm really proud of that. And I don't want people to see me now and think that there wasn't a struggle, that it was an easy path, or that it was a straight path. It wasn't. But we're here. And I want you to see that in your own life as well, that it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be a straight path. But if you stay focused on your purpose and follow your passion, it will lead you to the divine expected end for your life. And not only that, it's going to open up a whole nother level of living where you really feel a reward that's bigger than monetary. It's you knowing that you have come into the fullness of your experience here on this earth. It's the real success. It's that success that matters. It's not just about money or having things and all of the big houses and cars and the things that are expressions of success and wonderful things to attain. However, none of those things can give you that peace of mind and that sense of accomplishment that is a really deep personal victory that you know and you have peace of mind and peace when you sleep that I'm doing exactly what my creator has designed for me to do. I am operating in the fullness of my gifts. I'm staying in my lane. I'm not trying to be like this person or that person, but I'm creating my own story. I'm controlling the narrative and I'm winning and I'm making an impact and a difference that I can be proud of, the people that I love, they can be proud of me. I just don't know anything that's greater than that. I really don't. So as I celebrate 10 years, one way to do that for me was to create this podcast. There's a quote that says that you are the sum total of the five people that are closest to you in your life. So think about that. Like, who are you talking to every day? Who are your peeps, those top five people? Think about their state of mind, their state of their health, right? Are they healthy people? Are they toxic? How much money do they make? Are they successful? Are they progressive people or are they just kind of haters? Like, who is your circle of influence that's around you? Who's closest to you? 
And when you start to do the math, and if you think about it that way, that I'm the sum total of these five knuckleheads, if you want better numbers, then you need to reorg your business of your life. There's a wonderful book. Here I go with my books again, right? It's called You Incorporated. It gives you this really good understanding that your life is your business. Think of it like a corporation. And sometimes in a corporation, we had to let some people go or we had to get some new people in there. We need some fresh talent. And so sometimes in our lives, we have to be strategic and unapologetic when it's time to do a reorg. Everybody can't go. And if you're someone who's really invested in your personal development and noting your growth year by year by year, how you're evolving and becoming the person you want to be, sometimes people that were present in certain stages of your life, they don't get to graduate to the next stage. Whoever's in your front row, they might have to step to the back and you might have to open up yourself to invite new people new cast members to come to the front row of your life because they add more value because those relationships are more mutually beneficial. They're healthier. They are taking you to the level that you want to go, not keeping you stuck in the level where you are. And I'm not saying that it's easy, but I am saying that it's necessary. You know, as I'm recording this podcast right now, We are smack dab still in the middle of a whole pandemic. Now we have the vaccines that are coming out and we're starting to see some more population of us being able to gather and be together again. And the COVID experience has done a number on all of us in our own unique ways. Some of us, it has really been devastating, some more than others. You know, when I think about over 500,000 people that have lost their lives to COVID. All I can think is, I'm just still glad that I'm here. And you may have lost some of the people that you love. And for that, I offer you my condolences. And I know how painful and unfortunate and just straight up terrible this whole experience has been for all of us for so many reasons. And there's a spirit of grief that we're still in right now, whether it's the loss of a loved one, loss of your job, loss of a relationship, just loss of life as we knew it, loss of your business, so much loss. We took a L in 2020. We all did. But we're here now in 2021. And everything that we go through, everything that we go through is here to teach us some kind of lesson. But the thing about lessons is that you have to pay attention. You have to ask yourself, what is this here to teach me? And so that's what I want to ask you today. What did COVID teach you? One of the things for me is that I too was deeply impacted on so many different levels. And as an extrovert, Being secluded in my house was not healthy mentally for me. I need somebody to play with. I want to go outside to talk. All of my outlets and everything that I enjoy doing, I can no longer do. So it took me through some emotional changes. Once I finished watching Netflix, I need to get out of this house, right? And I know a lot of people can relate to that. 
And so I had to find a different way. It's the pivot. That's like the word, right? The pivot, the pivot. How did you pivot in your life, in your business, in your relationships? Some of us have, some of us didn't quite figure out what the pivot was. We still like, huh? Oh, do what now? What am I supposed to do? I don't know. And that's okay too. But the whole thing is that you cannot stay stuck. You got to figure out something. How do we keep moving? And so collectively, what have we learned as a nation? Because it felt like we were on a train and we just got derailed. All of us dealing with the pandemic and how do we move through it? How do we move past it? How do we learn from it? And we feel like the train has been derailed because it just stopped. It completely shut down and stopped. But here's a perspective. It wasn't derailed. But consider that this train was too full and we're journeying somewhere to a whole new location. And the stop that we made as it relates to COVID is that there were some things that needed to be offloaded. It was too heavy. There's some baggage that you do not need for this next location that you are going to. There are some new things that you're going to need. So we had to sit in the caboose for a little while until it could be offloaded and the new things that we need to be put on board as we travel forward to our new destination. So what are those things that you've offloaded? What are some of the habits? What are some of the things that you've learned that you really don't need and refocused on the things that are really important in your life? Focus on what you learn and not just what you lost. And then start to think creatively about what you can do differently to create a better future. And when we consider the people that we have lost in this war on COVID that we've been in, the casualties of this war, I'll call it. And so many of them gone too soon. So unfair and so painful. And not even having the opportunity to grieve properly. Oh, it's a deep wound. It's a deep wound for all of us. And it's going to take us some time to be able to really heal that, if ever, fully. It'll always be a scar, but it won't always have to hurt the way it hurts today. Little by little. But we need to do that as a collective consciousness to be able to be there for one another, to have compassion, to have love for one another. If that's the one thing that we've learned through this is that we've got to come together. It doesn't matter where you're from or your race or any of that. We've got to come together. We need each other in order to do life, in order to create a better tomorrow for our children. I know that sounds like a whole commercial, but it is the truth. It is the absolute truth. And I just want everybody to really see that you're not in a silo. We're together in this thing. At least we should be. Because together is the only way we're going to get it done. There's a saying that says that it takes a village, an African proverb, actually. uh, It takes a village to raise a child. And it's true. It does. We cannot be everything to our children. We need some other adults that can have a positive impact and influence in their lives because they're not always going to listen to us. 
but they'll listen to somebody. And hopefully, there'll be a good somebody who could tell them something positive. But we need to be a village for one another, even as adults. A lot of us don't have great friends or healthy family that we can go to and share how we feel and some of the challenges that we're going through. And we need a place where we can get some intellectual stimulation. We spend enough time scrolling aimlessly on social media, taking in all manner of foolishness. You don't need to watch another TikTok. You're going to lose some more brain cells. I know there's some good things going on on there as well, but mostly it's a lot of silliness. And sometimes a break and having a little silliness is good too, a good balance to offset some of the heaviness. But the unfortunate thing is that a lot of times we become addicted and we waste a lot of time in the silly stuff instead of focusing on the things that are really pressing and more important. And so with this village, it's really about us holding each other accountable and coming back to center as a collective to say, what are the areas of our lives that we need to heal? How can we be better individuals so that we can be better parents and that we can create a better future for everybody? That's the ultimate goal. We've been given still the gift of time. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to spend that time? Are you going to spend it in a rat race, just going to work and coming home and not reaching your fullest potential? I sure hope not. Sometimes life can feel like it's on autopilot and you're sitting in the passenger seat. You're looking out the window, you rubbernecking in other people's lives. We're on autopilot. We keep looking at the calendar and I'm telling you those days... They just keep going faster and faster. And then there's this angst and there's this resentment and there's this anger about how can I make my life look different? How do I even, where do I even begin? We have to be innovative. We have to be creative. We got to get some help where we need it. But we have to stay focused on reaching our destination. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our ancestors. So don't be a passenger in the car of your own life. You have to be intentional. Get in the driver's seat. Figure out where do you want to go. Set your GPS. Where is it that I want to go? And who do I need to be in order to get there? That is the question. That is the question. And the Urban Parlay podcast will be part of the answer. That's why I created this forum And this space for us to come together as the village to vibe with your new tribe. We can stay motivated and encouraged and inspired. I know some amazing people, some incredible professionals, and I can't wait to have them on the show so we can pick their brains and get all of this good information and fuel for the tank. It is my honor to serve you as the host of the Urban Parlay podcast. I want you to make this your new favorite place. And if there are topics that you would love to see me talk about, have some professionals weigh in on, email me. Let me know. I am open. Talk back to me. So you can email me at podcast at dubosentertainment.com. Till next time, I bid you adieu and I wish you peace and blessings. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Urban Parlay Podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please go ahead and subscribe and then invite all your friends. Tell them to come hang out and vibe with your new tribe. If you would like to support with a donation, you can do so via Cash App at dollar sign Urban Parlay Podcast and via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash Urban Parlay. Thanks. It's the Urban Parlay. Vibe with the tribe right here on the Urban Parlay.